All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. Now, I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person actually is a rock star, especially in in this space here. A little bit about her. She's the founder of MumSafe the membership for exercise professionals that want to level up their game uh, and the way mums looked after in the fitness industry. She's also the creator of the certification CEC course, Safe Return to Exercise. She's also the author of the book, How to Love Your Body as Much as Your Baby. Uh, she's one of the biggest names in the Australian fitness industry or worldwide. She presents internationally. She's one of the biggest names in the world when it comes to looking after mums. It's the one and only Jen Dugard. Jen, how are you? Good, Jono. What an introduction. I, I, ran, out of br- I ran out of breath just, just doing all that, and I'm sure that's not even the, the half of it. Um, but all right, for everyone listening, Jen's got many, especially is everything mums, both kind of the um, the training mum side of things and the business side as well. We're actually going to do like a two-part part podcast where we'll speak about both. This one here, we're going to speak specifically about business. So I'm, I'm going to hand it over to Jen here, and she's going to kind of tell us her story from where she started to, to how she got to. Just before we get to that, Jen, I believe you've got a, a challenge that's starting shortly anyway. Do you want to let us know a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, I do. So we've got a four-day business challenge, which is designed to help you to either lay the foundations or sort out your foundations if you've already got a business that needs needs fixing up. So it goes for four days, starts on the 7th of November. It's an hour a day at 12.30 in the afternoon for four days. And yeah, we'll be going through four different aspects of really aligning with what you want to get out of your business and then attracting more mums within your communities and then turning them into clients. So you'll get a lot done in those four days. Awesome. I'll put those link in the, uh, those, that link in the show notes. Uh, all right, I'm going to hand it over to you here, Jen. I, I'm interested to hear this story because I, I, I know you quite well, we've, um, very well, but I haven't heard your, your kind of story. So kick us off. Where, where do we start this story? Where do we start? So as a bit of random background, I actually grew up in the UK. So I came to Australia when I was 18. Um, Background in competitive gymnastics. And when I moved to Australia, I spent about five years working in the film industry. So behind the camera, the person that did the clapperboard, um, and then entered the fitness industry in about 2006. Um, So I'd done about five years in the film industry after moving to Australia, decided that that wasn't necessarily what I wanted to continue to pursue. Um, I was training, my first experience of actually training in a gym was at the Harbour Diggers over in, on the Northern Beaches. And then when I moved to the Eastern Suburbs, I started doing Fitness First Boot Camp down on Coogee Beach, decided that I could be a boot camp instructor. 
um, and then learned how much they get paid. So promptly went up to Fitness First in Bondi Junction. So I was one of the first trainers up at, no, sorry, one of the first clients up at Bondi Platinum. Um, mm-hmm. And then I became a trainer under one of their original um, trainers as a as a mentor or as a, a mentee under him. So that was back in the day when you could do Cert 3 and then go into a gym, work as a personal trainer, so long as you were under somebody that was a qualified Cert 4 while you were doing your Cert 4. Um, yeah, so that's where it all started in terms of the fitness world. And I, I definitely spent a couple of years cutting my teeth in terms of training anyone and everyone that Mm. came in. Um, I knew way back then that I, although I wanted to be a personal trainer, I wanted to develop a business. I was a kid that grew up on all the old school business books, like the John D. Martini, Jim Rowan. My dad took me to a Jim Rowan um, no. conference when I was about 19. Yeah. In Texas. No. Amazing. Before he passed away. Yeah. Wow. So that was a super cool experience. Um, so when I started being a PT, I knew that I wanted to grow a business. I did not know what space I wanted to do that in initially. And then in 2008, I had my son, Marley. So I, at three months postnatal, started my business, Body Beyond Baby, which was in Sydney Centennial Park. Um, yeah, and I guess that's that's kind of where it all began. Let's let's break down a few of those and, and go deeper. I, um, yeah, I used to run a, a boot camp in Centennial Park for a while too. Did you? I Just didn't like, know that. Well, I ran one in Maroubra. And like, yeah, I wanted to do one kind of running session and I yeah. was like, you know what? Centennial park will be sick. And at that time it was like the only one that was free everywhere it's else. Still had to get, it's still free. Yeah. 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 yeah right everywhere else had to get, well, well, where I am here in, um, in like the Cogra area, you're meant to get a permit, but no one kind of checks. Um, but over in Maroubra, everyone checks. So I was like, man, I got to, I got to get all these up to date. And I wanted that long, like, it's a beautiful, beautiful park anyway, beautiful. It's got that track. And I was like, yeah, so we would do a, a one, I would do one there. It's funny. Oh, I, that would be funny. If I, I might've even seen you there once, you know? Yeah. We were set up in the, at the McKay sports oval with the playpen and, you yeah, know, maybe yeah. we'd probably cross paths. We were there for 10 years. So what, uh, what you say, 2008? Started in 2008. And then I sold it in 2018. Yeah, there we go. I was there 24. 2013 2014 yeah we must have crossed paths. um yeah there's one thing i just want to want to point out there i think it's a good message when you kind of said when you started you were training everyone and and anyone that was the same as me and i think that's cool like i think there's a lot of kind of talk in the industry to you know niche down i think that's important as well but starting off like you just don't know who you like working or a lot of the time you don't know who you like working with who you don't so i think it's great me i worked in like a, a leisure kind of center and it was great. I just had, you know, people coming in, you do assessments, you do PT and it was, it's really good. So it's a lot of the young personal trainers listening. I think that's really good there. Um, yeah. I want to, I want to hear more, Jen. So you started oh. like a, a boot camp kind of thing that was specifically for mums when you yeah, started. Like, so I launched, yeah. I launched Body Beyond Baby and I knew that I wanted it to be focused on. So I'd had it, had my baby in 2008. Um, he was a sleeper for anyone that's got children, meaning that three months postpartum, I was like, okay, what do I do? I'd left the doors open to go back to fitness first, but knew that that's not really where I wanted to be uh, and figured that I could start a mums and bubs group exercise business. I could take my son along with me and it'll be super easy. Um, I quickly discovered that I'm not There's plenty of mum-focused trainers out there that do take their own children, but I quickly discovered that I wanted to pay attention to my clients. And and when he was upset, 
didn't want to take that away from what I was doing. Um, so I put him into family daycare two days a week. And my only goal back then was that paying for any kind of childcare was not costing us anything. So that was the only financial goal I set for myself. And as in the, your business covered the childcare, is that what you're absolutely? Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Cool. That was the goal. Um, and then I brought on nannies because I was like, well, I've just taken my child out of the equation. And now I would love to give those women that wanted to train without their child right next to them, the opportunity to also have that. So we, we recruited childcare as well. Um, and then at one point we even partnered with a kids fitness group. So we had the under two and a half, three-year-olds with the nannies. We had the three and a half to school age children were doing the kids fitness and then the mums doing doing, doing mum's exercise. So that worked really well. Um, and it was a whole lot of fun. Well, tell us about some of those numbers, Jen, when you first kind of, you know, launched it, how many people did you have there and and what did it kind of grow to? Yeah, it built relatively quickly. Um, we started with a couple of sessions a week and then I launched a second session on the same day. So I was always about maximizing my time in the same space. So I didn't launch, you know, three or four sessions across different days. I wanted to do, let's say Tuesday, Thursday, 9.30, 10.45. So I'm back to back. My costs with the nannies were, were, were kept down and I didn't have to, it's really hard to get someone to come and do an hour's work in the mm. childcare industry. So they want minimum payments, or at least they did then. Um, yeah, and then we we actually grew to 10 sessions a week along the weekdays at our biggest. And then I was also running a Saturday session and still doing early morning, a couple of 6 a.m. for those mums that wanted to get, get in and out before children woke up. And then I would go in between, so I'd do a 6 a.m. session um, in the park. Then I'd go to the studio and do like a 7.15, an 8 o'clock, an 8.45, go back to the park, run my sessions, and then... Um, I'd be finished by about lunchtime. The studio, so, your studio, or was this? No, awesome? I worked out of a studio after I left Fitness First. I then there was a few other Fitness First trainers that opened a studio, so I went and ran sessions like my one-on-one stuff still in a studio. So I never did one-on-ones outside, um, but maintained that side of the business alongside growing the group training business. Gotcha. Now, I think another good kind of business thing there for the trainers listening is you started small and then as it got busier, okay, let's bring more, let's bring more, let's bring more, let's bring more. I think a lot of trainers, when they start their own kind of thing, it's like, right, I'm going to start, you know, this gym or this studio or this boot camp or whatever it is. And I'm going to have a 6am and a 9.30 and a 6.30pm and a 7.30. I had this exact conversation with it with the trainer the other week. Color, if you're listening, I'm gosh, (laughs) I might bleep that out. Yeah, you should probably just mind anyway. So, but anyway, like there's a lot of trainers that kind of do that, right? And then you got two or three set people in each one. And then like, yep. you got no time to market it and you're just working all day and it's so stressful. And I think the hard thing when you're in that situation as well is it's hard to narrow it down. It's hard mm-hmm. if you've already running four sessions to be like, Hey clients, I'm going to scrap half of these. But if you do it the other way and you start small, it's, it's easy to build. So I think that's a, a good tip. Absolutely. Um, that, Jono. Like I spend a lot of time helping especially mums that are in fitness scale back their business because they're spending so much time and energy across all these sessions that are not full Mm. Um, and absolutely aligned with what you're saying, like launch two sessions, max, know that you need 12 people per session, fill them up, advertise that you're sold out, then create a wait list and then launch the next sessions. Like there's nothing more powerful than being sold out. Yes. Yeah. I love it. All right. Continue on. So I think it's like, did you, from there, did you start your certification or did you start, um, the mum safe, or did you start, you know, I know you, you, you're kind of uh, not a franchise, but you've got a few different kind of things going on. Where did it, 
kind of diverged from right, right. Jen's Jen's doing her own, you know, boot camp. What was the next thing from there? Yeah. So I went through a phase of, so the the business was called Body Beyond Baby. And I thought back in the day that I wanted to franchise or license. Um, So that was my, I knew that I wanted to grow beyond me in Centennial Park. We opened another couple of locations. So I opened a location over in Birchgrove in the inner west. Um, I opened one in Narrabeen on the Northern Beaches, which never, never worked at all. Um, The one in Birchgrove was okay, but it was in a location where no one, there was no passing traffic. So I saw very different so centennial park high volume of traffic yeah. very visible birch grove beautiful location no one goes there unless they need to go there so again from a business perspective if anyone's looking at opening up um find somewhere with high traffic that is organic traffic that you don't have to go find them and bring people to that location um so i i did those things went through a license process, paid for people to cut up the country and create my license um, pitch. I've got it upstairs somewhere, like the, the folder and all that kind of thing. And, and going through that process, I the, the one person that I wanted to become my first licensee said to me, uh, like, you know, that make or break conversation. She's like, Jen, I want to know what you know, and I want to do what you do, but I don't, I want to grow my own thing. Yeah. And having had an experience of contractors and all that kind of thing, I was starting to understand that I didn't necessarily want to grow my business in a way that people depended on me. So that was my first, you know, that that person became my very first mentor client. And I set about teaching her everything that I'd done so that she could actually set up her own brand. So I didn't walk away from her. She's still with us today. She's a mom safe trainer now. And she was our very first, what we used to call Body Beyond Baby Affiliate when I launched a bigger membership program. But she was a big catalyst in, in going down that mentoring and then the membership road. Um, in that time, I also then developed Safe Return to Exercise. So we launched Safe Return to Exercise in 2016. Um, and that was at that time my way of going, okay, well, I'm not going to reach more mums personally, but if I can create an education program um, or a certification for trainers, then they will reach more mums that way. Um, And back then there really wasn't a lot of courses that were, Mm. that covered prenatal, but then had a focused on postpartum. Like I did a fitness first course back back in the day and it was called pre and postnatal, but it was all prenatal. Um, You had people like Mish Wright was doing what she was doing, Jenny Burrell, but that was it. There was like the three of us and they were the only courses um, that you could, you could pretty much do. So that launched in 2016 in Melbourne. Um, There was like six people in the first course. And I remember two people flew in from New Zealand. No, one person flew in from New Zealand. I was like so blown away that someone actually got on. And she's still with us today as well, Christy. She's actually one of our master trainers now. Um, But yeah, that was awesome. And yeah, so we launched 2016 and the course has now been run across Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Taiwan, and also Bermuda, which is a bit random. Ooh, um, a remote course. I didn't get to go there, unfortunately. I didn't even know there was a real country, Bermuda. I thought that's a place country. where you say when you get lost or, or something. I don't know. It would have been nice to actually go there and do the course, but I did it, did it remotely. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow. all right. So a couple things there. I like how you, I like the um, business-wise direction. I went to a conference the other day and they said an interesting quote. Um, the more valuable you are to your business, the less valuable your business is. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Because it's kind of like what happened there. You could have licensed, but everything's just kind of leveraging off you. But the direction you went, it's like, all right, cool. I can teach people you know, stuff I know without them having to be 100% leveraged on me. So I think that's really cool. 
Um, was it, did you just question, did you do the certification first or the affiliate boot camps first? Or was it around I the same time? I took Mags as a mentor client. No, it was the certification first. And then we launched very, very small with the membership in, I think it was 2018 or 2019. So I'd started to become exposed to more trainers through safe return to exercise. Yeah. And then I, I, that's I, a smart business move. Yeah. So it was like a trainer yeah. would do your certification and then yep. it's like, oh, this is great, but I'm still a bit lost. You know, I need some help. Well, hey, I've got an affiliate program that can help you. That's how that kind of worked. Yeah, absolutely. And it was very much, you know, that recognition that, you know, all the education in the world will not grow a decent business. So, yeah. you know, I was lucky that I, my dad gave me a lot of exposure to business stuff. Um, but there's so many trainers out there, as you know, and mm. it fuels you know, what we both do is that they do course after course after course in the technical space. Yeah. Um, but the business stuff was, was not thriving. And I made a shitload of mistakes and financial errors and all that kind of thing. And, you know, if we can give back to the industry and help people not make those mistakes, I think that, yeah, I mean, it's that giving back piece, isn't it? Making sure that we're all rising together. Yeah, well, there's a couple of key pieces of, of info there. So um, the first kind of business I was involved in was like a, a kind of affiliate model as well, where it was like yep. a 60-40 split where I'd basically run the boot camp and the franchise, the franchise owners would kind of do the sales and the marketing. And right. like, that was a great experience for me because it just allowed me to dip my toes in the water do the stuff like that I was good at, which was the training, but also kind yep. of see what someone that was really good at what they were doing were, were kind of good at. And then when that franchise shut down, it was very easy for me to kind of go out on my own. I don't think I could have done it without that. Yep. It would have been so hard just to, to go straight away and, and do it. Um, and you're spot on with the courses as well. Because at, at Fitness Education Online, we got kind of both sides, the business mm -hmm. sides and the, you know, the, the technical side of things. Whenever we push like a, you know, a rehab course or a um, you know, nutrition course or a training older adults, like goes crazy with the sales. Whenever we yep. push like a sales course, there's like two sales right. to the point where, yeah, to the point where we, we bet, even though like, you know, that's kind of what most trainers want. It's just from me, from a business side of view, I'm just like, I'll give the market what they want, but it's like, it's not necessarily the the best road, um, yeah. but I wanted to continue on that. So am I right? Do, you don't do the the Body Beyond Baby affiliate anymore. You now do the Mum Safe, or how does that? Yeah, so we, we rebranded um, Body Beyond Baby affiliate. So we got to a point where, so Body Beyond Baby, when I sold my group fitness business, I retained the brand because I wanted to keep Body Beyond Baby. Yeah. But we got to a point with, well, one Body Beyond Baby affiliate is a, it's long. Um, what even does it mean? Um, and it was mm. basically a membership model where I would, one of the things I did really well when, with Body Beyond Baby and preparing to license, I had a manual. So yeah. it was really easy for me to take all of my systems and processes and teach other trainers that. So you're basically white labeling the manual and then putting it into your business. And they would, you know, I did run for a very short time, a white label program where they, I would actually hand them the manual and then take them through a 10 week process to launch their business with my manual and they could just take all my logos out and, and do it their way. Um, but that was what the affiliate was built on. And then it's only 12 months ago. This is actually our first birthday that we rebranded to MumSafe. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's very, very new brand. But one of the, the main reason behind the rebrand was one, we, we want to support mums of all ages and stages. And we were recognizing that Body Beyond Baby spoke very much to yeah. early postpartum women. And a lot of our members were saying to us, we don't feel like we're aligned anymore. And it's like, well, yeah. I know that you are, but what we're calling you 
doesn't make you feel that way. And then somehow we started to call them mum safe trainers under the Body Beyond Baby brand. And then eventually we were just like, we're trying to run two brands and this makes no sense at all. So to answer your question more directly, mum safe is an evolution of what began as the Body Beyond Baby affiliate. Gotcha. It's a good name too. You know, like you're right. I I hear yeah, Body Beyond Baby, like you're right. It sounds like I've just had a baby, you know, let me go and, and, you know, um, um, prepare my, or, you know, um, work on my body. Right. Whereas this, it's kind of like mum safe. I could be, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50. I'm still a mum. Well, not me, but you know, like you still identify at a mum, no matter what age you are. So I I love that. Um, tell the listeners, Jen. So if they're like, okay, you know, this, this sounds pretty cool. You know, I like training moms. I, you know, I'm maybe not as, um, my business isn't as thriving as it want it to be. I want to kind of do some of Jen stuff. If someone's interested in that side of things, what's the pathway? Do they do the certification first? Can they go directly into the, the mum safe program? How does, how does that kind of work? Yeah, it varies. So we definitely have people that do safe return to exercise first. They discover mum safe through that process. Obviously we let them know about it and then they can opt in or apply to become a mum safe trainer after doing safe return to exercise. We also have people that do the complete flip on that and they find mum safe and they're just like, what do I need to do to become a mum safe trainer? All of our mum safe trainers are safe return to exercise certified. So we recognize that a lot of trainers have other pre and postnatal education. Um, but we do want that base level of shared or common knowledge. Most of our trainers have done all the courses because they want to know yeah. everything. I, I don't know everything. Um, yeah. So I highly encourage and we partner with basically all the other course, pre and postnatal courses out there and feed each other and, and collaborate. Um, but yeah, to become a mum safe trainer, you need to do safe return to exercise um, or you can come in. To become a mum safe trainer, there you get all the access to the business stuff while you're going through that process of doing safe return to exercise. You lay your foundations um, and then we put you live on the website when you've ticked the box of safe return to exercise, um, being partnered with a women's health physio, being registered with Ozactive or your preferred body. We don't, we prefer Ozactive, but we don't stress like it doesn't have to be. Um, and then you have to be committed to ongoing education, which we provide for you inside MumSafe. So every 12 months you get 10 CECs um, if you complete all of our modules within within the membership. Um, yeah, so there's two different pathways in, whichever suits people. Some people are all in from the get-go. Other people want to do safe return to exercise. They want to hang out with me. They want to find out if they even like how we work and how I teach. Um, and, then, and then they jump in that way. Awesome. I'll put both of those links in the show notes for everyone um, listening. Uh, all right, let's get to some practical tips, Jen. Maybe your top three. So if someone's, oh, let's say four, because the, the top tip I'm guessing, number one, is to be a mum safe trainer and join uh, Jen's program. So apart from that, what, are kind, that. Of, <laughs> what are kind of steps two, three, and four, if someone's kind of, maybe the avatar is they're currently running like a mum's based business, uh, um, a fitness, yes. a boot camp that's tailored predominantly or solely towards mums. They've got yes. maybe a handful of clients. It's not, uh, yeah, they've got a handful of clients. It's you know, making a little bit of money, but they want it to be really successful and be a thriving business. What are your top three tips there? Yeah. So I wanted to go to become locally famous first, but I'm going to go to know your numbers. 
because oh, I gosh. think we can get so stuck in the, you know, it's almost ego driven, isn't it? In a way, becoming known, becoming locally famous, like it's yeah. exciting to go do that stuff, doing your spreadsheets and knowing your numbers and knowing how many clients you need to be full and knowing how much you need to survive in the world is not very sexy. And it's very easy to push it mm. under the carpet. So I'd say number one, get into the nitty gritty of understanding your current financials and then what the step-by-step process that you need to go through in terms of financial forecasting to get to where you want to be. So if it is starting with two sessions a week with 12 people per session, $20 a head, you know, $240 per session, I think if my maths is right, how many times do you need to duplicate that to actually earn the income that you want to earn after you've taken away all your expenses? So that's where I would start with finance yes Um, number way overlooked number two is become famous i said i was just saying finances is overlooked way too much yeah 100 percent. yeah i made some big mistakes i earned two years in a row my fitness business was bringing in around two hundred thousand. i saw the money coming in wasn't watching the money going out my taxable income at the end of the year was sixteen thousand dollars for two years in a row didn't learn the first year i had to learn the second year (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few big ones there. You know, I think like tax is the biggest. Like when I first yeah. started, I, I didn't even think about tax. And then I just got like a bill. And I think like the first year, you don't kind of pay it till the end or something. And I just got like a, you know, I don't know what it was, 20, 30,000 back in, you know, when I was in my 20s. And I'm like, oh man, how am I going to do this? Um, and yeah, expenses as well. You know, if you're not tracking, it's so easy just to, to, um, not worry about it. I've, I've gotten even, the more I've gotten into business, Jen, the more I've, I've dived deeper into that. And now I've got it to like the dollar. I've, have you read Profit First? Have you read that book at all? I'm halfway through Profit First. Yeah. Yeah. So I read that a couple of years ago and it just, some of the things that I'll, I'll give just some quick uh, tips that I found from, from Absolutely. the business. Like what I've got now essentially is two accounts. I've got like my income account and my yep. expense account. So all my income goes into my income account. And at the end of the month, I take a percentage of that and put it into the expense. Obviously, a percentage I save for tax, a percentage goes to me personally. And for me, yep. that's great because it's kind of like, I know what I'm playing with. At the, the start of the month, I'm like, right, I've got X amount in my expenses account to, to play with. Hey, if I want to buy this thing and I don't have the money in my expense account, I'm not going to buy it or I've got to do it on a payment plan or I've got to wait till till next month. Same kind of thing with the tax. I never get in 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 problem in danger with the tax anymore because I've always already putting that aside. And then even what I found is really good there is if I have a bad month, everything's not kind of affected. It's just like everything's affected a little bit. It's like, all right, I had a bad month. Okay, I'll take a little bit less home. I'll pay a little bit less yep. on tax and I'll pay a little bit less on expenses. Whereas before when I didn't have that, if I had like a, you know, a bad month, I'd still pay the same on expenses and then my personal's gone, you know, but if it's percentage wise, yep. it, it works. So I, I love that. But anyway, I raised number- on your bank accounts. I think I've got four or five. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And they, and we channel like tax GST comes out super because I have an employee. So I've got to pay tax GST super. Then I take my, the profit, the percentage of profit, off the top of that, um, a holding account for any expenses that I'm getting paid for that I've not paid for, if that makes sense. So if we run a retreat or something, I've got to channel that money somewhere else. Um, and then, yeah, the expenses account as well. So my off the back of what you just said, as many accounts as yeah. you need, get your shit together and know and pay yourself a set amount if you can every single yeah. every single week. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. it. 
my StreamYard just gave me a notification. Now it's live. We're going to, just for the listeners, we're going to stream this, but it's, <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, there was some stuff up. But all right, cool. Point number two, become locally famous. Tell us about that. What is it? How do we do it? Yeah, so a locally famous business is one that everybody knows about. It's mm-hmm. one that um, it's, you know, let's say, for example, your friend is at a party, so you're not even at the party yourself, and they're talking to somebody, and that person happens to say, I had a baby two years ago, my friend's having a baby, I'm looking to train, and the first thing that your friend says to them is what you do mm-hmm. and how you do it. So you've nailed your pitch enough that somebody else can pitch for you in that environment. Um, and then not only that, when that person leaves the party, you they all of a sudden see your car with the branding on mm. going around your local area. They go into the local coffee shop and there's one of your flyers sitting there. They go onto a Facebook group and they ask for a recommendation and your name gets gets brought up lots and lots of times. So mm. um, becoming locally famous is all about layers. And what I find a lot of fitness business owners do is they'll try one layer. So for example, they'll go to the park, they'll give out mm. flyers for a week, then they'll decide that it didn't work. So they'll stop, they'll put the flyers in the box, they'll chuck them in the back of the cupboard or whatever it is. And this week they'll go do a presentation at a local play group. And then because no one came off the back of that presentation, they don't do that again. And then they might do, you know, something. A number of different things. They probably finish finish off by spending a shitload of money on Facebook ads. That doesn't work either because no one knows who they are in order to recognize their Facebook ads. And when you become locally famous, you step by step implement each one of those layers to the point at which it becomes an. I guess it's a it's an infrastructure of the way that people see you. So there's no doubt in anyone's mind that when they're looking for a mum focused fitness professional it's your name that they speak and then they come find you and obviously then you've got your instagram and your facebook or your website that needs to be coherent um but yeah that's one of the big big things that we teach inside the membership is how to become locally famous love that i think that's such a key point because i feel like a lot of the uh, marketing out there is kind of so focused on like online marketing which can be integrated as well as you mentioned but it's kind of like if you have a massive tiktok following but none of them are in your local area, doesn't mean anything. You know, you've got yeah. a massive YouTube channel, but none of them are in your local area. It means nothing. You know, even Instagram, you know, if you're a if you're a good looking fit person, hey, you may have all these followers on Instagram, but if they're not in your local area, it doesn't mean anything. And I feel yeah. like a lot of it's kind of like that's just what I think people in general think. Okay, marketing, I've got to be on TikTok, I've got to be on YouTube, I've got to be on Instagram, whatever it is. But if you run a local business, a lot of that's almost like a, a waste of time. You know, you might get some benefits from it. And there's advantage if you want to go online or whatever, but like local business, it's like, yeah, you want to be locally famous. So I think that's yep. awesome. Uh, tip number, oh, actually one more just thing there. What's, I guess, the first thing, I'm guessing the first thing is to be a good trainer and, and you know, get your clients kind of, you know, really happy and, and, you know, and you can probably tell that by your retention and your, probably your retentions, I guess, probably the best thing to to do that. But like, what would yeah. you say is the, say that someone's like, Hey, I've already, you know, I've got a handful of clients. They're all really happy, but you know, what's the, the first step I do to get locally famous? I'd get your car branded. Okay. And the reason I say that is because it's a one-off expense mm. and it, goes everywhere with you like the amount of phone calls I used to get from people sitting behind me in traffic or my cars parked on the street um, it might feel like it's going to cost you anywhere between 500 bucks to a thousand dollars but you pay it once and is that all it it is I reckon like especially depending on how you do it if you get a big wrap then it's probably going to cost 
small, but we've got yeah. a lot of trainers that go, I don't want to touch my paintwork. So let's get yeah. the back window done. Let's get the side windows done um, and then get your flyers and put your flyers on your car everywhere you park because um, people can take flyers off your car. That's sick. That awesome. Things, but... well, good tip. I reckon it's a steal, you know, like I'm just, because I do a lot of work in the Facebook ad side of things. And I'm like, yeah. man, you, you're going to have to pay at least 500 bucks in Facebook ads. And you're going to have to pay that every time you want to promote. Yeah. So the one off of the car is a, it's a good deal. Um, yeah. All right. Tip number three. So we've got to know our numbers. We've become locally famous. What's the third thing we've got to do? I reckon, and Jono, your community speaks to this, is surround yourself by awesome people. Yeah. Like there's nothing worse than feeling like you're alone in business. Yeah. Um, we're often driven by, you know, when we are alone, you you feel isolated. Um, you get the comparison stuff going on. I sent out a newsletter this morning talking about, you know, what to do when you feel jealous of somebody else in the industry, what that mm. feeling's even about. Um, so I think when you surround yourself with people, it, you know, whether it's whether it's mum safe in the mum mum space or whether it's in a wider community, maybe you don't want to. One of the first things that I did with my business is I actually went outside of the industry. The first mentor I second mentor I got after having one in the industry was I deliberately went outside of the fitness industry to get to do a, a business program and work with a mentor. So you know it doesn't matter where that community comes from, but being surrounded by people that will lift you up, that will remind you that there's enough to go around for everybody when you're feeling that kind of insecurity or comparison um and and yeah they can be your sounding board and and your cheerleaders so i think it's very hard to do this without community yeah love it and i love i love both those kind of mentors where i think i think it's important if you're just starting off in the industry i think it's best to get someone in the industry because they kind of know they know it really well but if you're just kind of following people only in the industry you're just going to be like worse versions of your your mentor you know but if you can go out there and find someone who's out of the industry you can essentially bring ideas into the industry. So I think that's that's great there. Uh, final question, Jen, then we'll wrap up. You're obviously a mentor for plenty of people out there that want to grow their business. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. And if you could, business mentors, and if you could yeah. answer this in a few different ways, if you could okay. give us like a paid mentor, someone that you've yep. paid money to, you've done their program, their course, their whatever it is, uh, an yep. unpaid mentor to someone you haven't paid them, but you follow them on social, you listen to their pod podcast and you get really good business tips from them uh, and a book that you recommend every trainer should read apart from your own, obviously, um, that'll help them increase their business. So mentor, okay. paid, unpaid and book. So I feel conflicted around the mentor. So I I worked with a program that's called, now called Dent. So back in the day, it was called Key Person of Influence. Um, so run by two guys, Glenn Carlson and Daniel Priestley. Um, so that would be the big paid mentorship that I did that I really believe, you know, Key Person of Influence, locally famous, like they, they had such a big influence on what I've done in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, so they would be the probably the paid. Um, I'm working with a wonderful woman at the moment, Tina Tower, who's all about memberships. So she she's another one, if I can sneak somebody in there. Um, I'm going to go the book next. So Daniel Priestley wrote a book called Oversubscribed. Mm -hmm. And that I think I've read that book twice. I've listened to it on audiobook about three or four times. And that is that philosophy around being sold out. So that book, when I read it seven years into the business of running Body Beyond Baby, I completely changed my structure, how people would pay me. And I earned more in the last three years of running that business 
through working less and having more boundaries than I've ever done before. That's awesome. Um, so I highly recommend that that book. You can get it on audiobook and, and all that kind of thing. Um, non-paid mentor. Yeah. So be- maybe say best person to follow. Who do you follow on social that you're like, that person's got good business advice? You know, it's not so much good business advice, um, although I know she has that. She doesn't speak a lot about business on social media. She puts up a lot of um, more life uh, quotes and posts and things like that. Um, but if anyone's ever, Jacinta McDonnell, who was oh, one of the yeah. original founders of Brought Anytime Fitness to Australia, um, I'm lucky enough to class her as a friend, but I also 100% look up to her in all of the work that she does. Um, a lot of charity. I first came across her when I did some work with the Hunger Project um, and Business Chicks a few years ago, and she came to a, a and she spoke for me at an event, and I'd, I'd never met her before. And then since then, she's yeah, she's definitely someone that I look up to and hold as high regard. So if you, yeah, she's a good person to to follow. Awesome. All right. Well, Jen, that's all I wanted to cover for today. Um, someone's listening to this, maybe they're not ready to be a, a mum safe trainer yet, but they like you as a person. They think you're cool. They want to follow you and your, your journey or even your business journey. Best place yep. to follow you on social. I'm at Jen Dugard on Facebook, Instagram, website, Google it. You'll find it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Jen, thank you very much for your time. Amazing. Thanks, Johnny. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.